0: hello everyone and welcome to the embody your soul podcast i am your host alexandra shelley also known as a modern medium and the mission of this podcast is to create a sacred space for us all so we can tap in and discover how we can connect to our divine selves embody our soul through spiritual connection and best practices if you are new here, thank you so much for finding me. And if you are a regular listener, thank you so much for coming back every week to listen in on The Magic. And if you haven't already, follow this podcast wherever you love to listen and share with your friends, loved ones, family, coworkers, you name it. And make sure to give me a follow on Instagram at Medium underscore. I'm also starting to write on Substack and I am just Alexandra Shelley. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Of course, you know, all of my beautiful services, I've been promoting my three-month mentorship, Meet Your Spirit Guides, where it's intensely nourishing, beautiful, and intimately guided mentorship where I will help illuminate the bridge between you, your intuition, your spirit team, your higher self, and your spiritual gifts. And I also have my private reading, psychic mediumship, Reiki. I have a bundle of soul path sessions and I am just so excited. I am so here to serve you. And if you are in the Orange County area, I will be taking in-person clients starting January. So I am very, very excited to serve you all in person because my business has been primarily online online due to the physical space I've been living in. So yes, I am so, so excited. Hello, everyone. I am really, really looking forward to you all meeting these beautiful women. It is so kismet and crazy how we connect in. We definitely manifested each other. For at least a week before I met them, I was really thinking about who to have on the podcast to talk about the spiritual connection between food and, you know, our bodies and health and just really food is medicine. That is something I'm so passionate about. If you have been following me for a while or listening to this podcast for a while, I preach 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 about our body as our temple and the vessel and eating and feeding and nourishing our bodies properly. And out of the blue, Janessa followed me on Instagram and we connected. And I just freaked out. I'm like, You're kidding. You need to be on my podcast because I've been thinking about the person that would fit this description and it's you. And we just instantly clicked like, absolute soul sisters. It's unreal. And then, of course, finding out that she is a host, co-host with Amy of the Wounded Healers podcast. like, you've got to be kidding me. So we all connected and what a gift they are to this world. I absolutely adore them to bits and pieces. Janessa is a holistic nutritionist and She specializes in working with individuals who have autoimmune conditions and she's also of course open and honored to work with people from all walks of life and she helps people with meal planning, breath work, as well as health and wellness education and she helps you design a super unique program based on your goals and your intentions. And Amy is the creator of the page, Rheumatoid Girls. And this is just a really beautiful, supportive space for really anyone and everyone who has rheumatoid arthritis. And she posts beautiful, supportive advice and insights, tips. And of course, she is also the co-host of the Wounded Healers podcast with Janessa in this episode we talk about their diagnosis story we talk about how they found peace with themselves and peace with this pain and really that turning point of when they knew their attitude had to change we talk about you know identity and building identity outside of their chronic illness We talk about spirituality and how important it is to trust and believe in a higher power and what, again, that turning point was like. We talk about service. We talk about when you are suffering from chronic illness, how beautiful and important it is to be in service of others and to help others. This is just such a beautiful episode and I love them so so much i really hope you resonate and find beautiful peace and insight through their words and through their experiences make sure to follow janessa at the spiritual nutritionist it is the underscore spiritual underscore nutritionist and then amy is simply rheumatoid girls and then their podcast the wounded healers podcast and you can just follow them on instagram at wounded healers podcast and you can find them wherever you get your podcasts again thank you guys so so much and let's just get into the episode guys thank you so so much for listening to the podcast and being here I am so excited to talk to these two gorgeous ladies this is so kismet because it's been something I've been thinking about with having guests come on talk about chronic illness and spirituality and food and just life and living a full life in general because it's so common for us sensitive beautiful souls to you know walk with this day to day and then janessa and i like, <laughs> like they have a podcast it was just was so so perfect i swear spirit brought us together so thank you so much gals thank Weird. you
1: yeah yeah thanks for having <laughs> us we're both so excited we're like
0: yes <laughs> <laughs> i like, yeah. try not to interrupt each other but also be like yeah
1: yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. i will do the snaps for that.
0: Yep. Yep. (laughs) I pray. So this is how I start off my podcast because it is called embody your soul. So ladies in your own definition, what does it mean to embody your soul? Mm.
1: That's a good question. Amy, do you want me to go first?
2: Yeah, you guys.
1: Okay. Okay. So for me, embodying your soul means understanding that life is fluid it's on a spectrum, and that you have every right to decide to pivot at any time in order to meet your highest self where you are at that moment. We are not confined to these, you know, terms, these spaces. So I believe giving yourself grace and honesty to meet yourself where you're at is embodying your highest soul.
0: Mm.
1: She does this all
2: the time. And then I just like, I just like. Oh, I make him behind her and say something so medium um but no for me embodying your soul is I think listening to what you truly think feel and need like I think so much of what we think we need is what we're told and what we're surrounded with and yeah there's a real forgotten art form to actually understanding who you are and what's true to you so I love thinking of embodying your soul that way.
0: Mm.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: I love your guys' answer. Janessa, I love it because it's just kind of reinforcing that, like, we truly have the power within us to change, make decisions, and even embrace where we're at in our life. Like, we are not stuck. We're not stagnant. We only think we're stagnant. Yeah. And then, yeah, Amy, totally. Like, that's something I am, like, always, always – representing is like listening mm. listening listening and you know we live in such a society as we know that mm. it's just there's so much noise and I feel like everyone is ADHD. I'm so so ADHD it's like everyone's ADHD nowadays mm-hmm. and you know you can't even watch a show without going on your phone like it's just it's mm-hmm. so hard to just listen listen to anything so yeah I love both of those answers and I would love to get into you guys can kind of briefly walk us through like your diagnosis stories and like where you were at in life and like I don't know yeah yeah I guess what came up for you Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: yeah Amy are you feeling called to go first or do you want me to you want me to jump in
2: I could do it I can yeah I'm happy to go take the Um, reins girl (laughs) thanks yeah so I was um in my early 20s I think I was around 23 and I started experiencing symptoms of pain but very very severe pain very debilitating like the at the end of the day I wouldn't be able to walk up the stairs like my legs were in so much pain um and I hadn't really dealt with a lot of illness in my life I wasn't used to being set back um and I kind of just ignored it as most like headstrong young people do, you know, they don't take those sorts of things too seriously. Um, but I ended up with the encouragement of my family to go and see a doctor and essentially was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis quite quickly, um, which I know isn't everyone's um situation when they're being diagnosed with something. Um, so yeah, in many ways I look back at what happened to me and I'm like, it's actually I was really fortunate in the way it all played out because I was diagnosed quickly and I started um getting treatment quickly um but while that treatment was kind of getting started I did experience some very very dark times um I think people talk about like a dark night of the soul where you really like meet your absolute shadows and that definitely happened to me and that really changed my whole life really it really did um so yeah, after a lot of dark times, I kind of looked outwards to tools and stuff that I could start bringing into my treatment, like not just medication, but also meditation and um, kind of like health health stuff, like nutrition, et cetera. And I really started to just like build more of a toolkit. Um, and yeah, so just started doing all these practices, found myself getting more well and um yeah then that then met Janessa and so much more stuff has happened since but yeah that was um kind of the story of my diagnosis very briefly
1: Mm-hmm. wow you summed that up so nicely oh my gosh okay okay i feel we that have like it. if it, we have a um
2: i can talk about it for much longer and on our podcast on the wounded mm-hmm. healers we have a whole episode where we go into oh, it in great sorry. detail I if anyone is interested that. yeah if anyone yeah. wants like the absolute grim details
1: they can find that there but yeah, yeah. okay let's let me see how will i put this in nutshell yes so i was okay when i was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis as well same autoimmune disease that amy has um i was 21 years young and i was in college in washington state so i'm originally from california so it was like a whole new life experience up there and i wasn't really sure of myself and i definitely was not living authentically at that time so i was out partying a lot i was smoking i was drinking i mean i was drinking a lot and um My knees started to hurt as well, like Amy said. And I thought this was due to the lifestyle I had at that time of like going out to clubs and like dancing and just kind of, I almost felt like I was kind of withering away and I knew it, but I just didn't have a rock bottom or anything that made me feel I needed to change that at that time. Um, And in some weird twist of fate, when I went to Costa Rica um, this summer between my um, sophomore and my junior year, um, I woke up and I wasn't really able to move my right arm very well. It really, really hurt to lift it. It hurt to open it on a level I haven't experienced before. Um, and up until that time, I had dismissed a lot of the symptoms because I was like, oh, it's okay. Like, I just made so many excuses. Like, it's okay that my feet burn really bad because I don't know, maybe I just ran cold and the floor is hot. Like, I just made up any excuse to just justify what I was feeling um, instead of facing the reality that I was not authentically there and my body was not in alignment. So um, my body screamed at me when I was in Costa Rica, It literally made it so I couldn't move my arm. And I came back home early from the trip and my mom helped me make a doctor's appointment in which I also am very lucky because I had a very quick diagnosis of RA because my doctor and thank, you know, thank spirit, thank universe. But my doctor had the foresight to order lab work that would make certain autoimmune diseases stick out. And not all doctors have that kind of intuition to do that. So a lot of people go undiagnosed or misdiagnosed for a long time, but mine did. And it was like a slam dunk. Like all the RA um, labs came back positive. My inflammation was like off the charts. So was Amy's when she got diagnosed. Like it's these things that are just hard evidence. And then what followed that was... A series of really dark years similarly said, like the dark night of the soul, I think in a metaphorical way, I had to um, watch an older version and older versions of myself die off before I thought it was time for them to go. And it's almost like the experience of losing baby teeth when they're not quite ready to go out and you think something will never grow back there because there's that gap. But then you do grow something back and you're like, ah, there you are. Um so it's been a really kind of a death and rebirth for me. So rebirthing was weird from this experience because it came with the thought that uh-oh, I can't just simply go back to the way I lived my life because now I have different parameters that I need to stick to in order to feel like I can function and to feel not in pain. So it has been quite the journey and meeting Amy was I, was a great part of my journey and came after many dark years and like finding myself and then you find someone who's like a soul sister and you see like with amy i recognized the i recognized the the hurt there too but i also recognized the courage to move forward and the will to and the want to want to live a fuller life than one confined by a diagnosis of ra
0: Thanks, Bless yes. this. Are, you guys are amazing, and I would love to know, yeah, like kind of the gradual piecing together of like, okay, how can I begin to build this life? And even Amy, I know you were talking about like these beautiful practices you were bringing into your life, and then Janessa, you got into like nutrition. And sure. I, like, I remember like when I first started following, you, I was like, oh my god, spiritual nutrition, obsessed. And then like watching your videos you're like not that i like this is so terrible not that i like didn't think you would know what you're talking about but you were like what's playable vitamins and the blah 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 like, yeah really really like you like went to school like you did the work like it's so so great so i love that like clearly what happened drove you to truly just, I don't know, begin to heal yourselves and be your medicine woman. So I would love to learn like, sorry.
1: No, no, I love it. I love it because (laughs) you're, you're touching on a very real topic in the wellness community that it's very easy to spiritually bypass things by just saying I'm spiritual and I'm going to talk about this, you know, but there are people who have not only had like proper training, but people who have had experience too. So something I've, you know i've learned and working with amy too we've had different walks of life like i i did go to college amy took a different route but we both are here with like beautiful knowledge from each route each both like unique and necessary to like speak to someone so mm. yeah i yeah. i would say don't oh, worry I, I know what you mean <laughs>
0: Normal. But anyways, yeah, I would love to kind of learn like the beautiful little glimpses of light and like the practices you begin pulling into your life in order to begin to mm-hmm. rebuild. Yeah. yeah.
2: I think I, so I started an Instagram account, which I have to admit I've been quite sloppy on recently because I, the older I've got, or the more ingrained like social media has become in our lives. I struggle to reconcile the positive with it in all honesty like I struggle to reconcile the positive of someone like sitting on their phone and finding their connection through their phone it doesn't feel as um positive to me as it once did but anyway um so back like five six years ago I started Rheumatoid Girls because at the time I couldn't find something that I felt represented me on the internet like when you're diagnosed with a disease everything on the internet is terrifying are we are we allowed to swear on this but
0: oh what? do you
2: accept swearing because I was gonna swear that I was like <laughs> no we might not do swearing here. um okay, good to know yeah. good to know <laughs> but yeah it's it also it's ter- absolutely terrifying um and my experience was scary but it wasn't like the end of days in a wheelchair like disabled giving up work like that's when you first read about rheumatoid arthritis that is what you hear Mm -hmm. and I was like that isn't what's happening to me right now um so yeah I wanted to kind of create a place with content made by me for other people exactly like me um so that's what I did that's what that's what rheumatoid girls was um and yeah, that kind of leads on to how I met Janessa and stuff. But also at the same time of kind of building that, I started following lots of other people, the spiritual nutritionists being one of them. Um, but yeah, you know, lots of people that opened my world and my mind in a way that it hadn't been before because we, um, yeah, where I grew up, like in Surrey, it's not like it's few California girls, okay? Like we don't have like, crystal shops around the corner and like oh yeah my mum's aunt does uh, like reiki like it's not like that here like it is like so abnormal where I grew up and so yeah they weren't and like it wasn't my I didn't have family members being like why don't you try this like traditional medicine route you know like that's not it in England it's just like go here get your medicine you're done um so yeah kind of through that platform and through following all these different people I really had my mind expanded to what else is out there and everything else that can kind of complement a healing journey um yeah and then god yeah mm-hmm. it's been six years I haven't done anything professional like So I haven't been to school but I've been done a lot of reading
1: it's yeah my first and you've time. you've lived a lot you've had experience school can't always give you that experience
2: yeah no, it's you've
1: true been vibing. yeah I have very That's much been living. vibing
2: very much imbibing um so yeah yeah i i think it's really essential um for people who are being di- diagnosed with something or have some sort of like ongoing illness to not just stop at um like just get your medicine and then do mm-hmm. your best like there are so many more tools that yeah you can you can rely on and love
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just did that snap. So I know no one can see me right now, but I'm snapping with joy. Yep, yep. <laughs> I love that. I there's it's so interesting because Amy and I have like somewhat paralleled stories, but also mm-hmm. different and unique to who we are. And and I I love that. And I think that's also important about having a diagnosis. Is exactly what Amy was saying. Like you can go on the internet and you can find people who have had that diagnosis, but you need to be um, very aware of protecting yourself in that time because your story doesn't have to be theirs. And I know that seems really hard because we want to like cling on to someone who's experiencing something similar. Um, And oftentimes we can start to negate what we're actually going through and say, nope, that's my experience. It's like a, it feels like a light in the darkness when you just find someone who has the same condition as you. And it's easy to cling on and like make that your identity. Um, But it becomes kind of, a, a more of a intentional and spiritual journey when you start to realize that, yes, this person has the same diagnosis as me, but do I want to have the same outcome as them? Or is there something I, w- I would do differently to be in alignment with my authentic self? And to specify again, it never means that that person that you're looking to is doing anything wrong. It just means it's not fitting for where you're at that time. Um, so that was huge for me too. I, I saw a lot of people who Um, their content was honest and it was heartbreaking and it was hard. And I lived in that for a really long time. And I'm going to say something that I think is very unpopular, but it's in it's my truth. So I just have to say it is like it I believe for me, I'll speak for me, that it was it was really hard the first couple of years, but I found it in some fucked way easier to feel more of a victim of my life than to flip the script and say, how is this happening for me? Like, what what is happening here? What is the lesson for me? Um, It took me years to get there. It was two years of like, why me? That was always in my head. Why me? What did I do? What did I do wrong? And to come to terms with, I did nothing wrong. And it's me because who knows yet, but it's me. And so what am I going to do with that now? What am I going to do to move forward? And that was a huge healing step for me. And that led me to look for other individuals who were thinking outside the box, you know, and who were deciding that they didn't want their lives to go down the scripted road of, you know, my life went downhill when I got this diagnosis. I've never been the same and I'm never going to be okay. I didn't want that. That wasn't me. I knew that wasn't me. Um, So it took a lot. It takes a lot to move from feeling the victim of your own life to moving out of that it's a hard hard step and um take your time getting there but once you do move out of that you start to open up this world and what was already opened for me previously in my life before RA was a lot of spirituality like my mom growing up was very um very fluid very hippie very you know just like express yourself and over time she's you know matched her authentic self and is not as much in that phase of her life or time of her life or season. Um, But when I was younger, that stuck out to me that I had the tools they were just needing to be tapped into. Um, So I was aware of Reiki. I was aware of yoga. I was aware of all these things. But there's also this kind of funny side of the coin where you're aware of them, but you don't use them. That's when it gets tricky when you're like, I know I should be doing this, but I'm not. So I had to kind of face that. Like, why am I not doing this? Like, I know this is what I need. Um, So slowly what became a thing for me was to meditate. Like, meditate was the first thing that happened for me. So I really needed to get in a better mindset. Like I said, stepping out of the victim, stepping into more of a victor role of my life. And um, that took time. And the book that really changed that for me was Joe Dispenza's uh, You Are the Placebo. And that made me realize that my thoughts really had an influence on the way I perceived my reality and the way that I took in the world in just all senses. And when I started meditating, it dawned on me one day while I was journaling, what if the thoughts that I put in my body are shaping the way I see the world? And what if the food that I put in my body is feeding those thoughts? And it became this really cyclical experience of okay so food mindset how are these connected and from that curiosity it sparked me going back into schooling and i did a course through stanford medicine as well as a afpa certification course and i learned the science of nutrition and then also learned holistic nutrition and what i was able to do is able to gather tools scientifically about nutrition but also Gather tools that I don't have a basis where they came from, but they come authentically from me. It's the spiritual aspect of it. I don't know how to tell certain people why certain foods don't reside well in my body other than the feeling and connection I know to myself so that's okay i I'm okay with that so Yeah, that is pretty much where I went. I went down the field of nutrition and meditation and I'm still exploring. Like there's still so much out there. But those aspects, while difficult, have led me to feel way more empowered, empowered by where I'm at in my life.
0: Mm. Ladies, thank you so much for sharing. And yeah, I just I love that I'm having you guys on here and sharing your stories because I think too often we're so i feel like we either find ourselves in a position where the i know i i was even there recently i feel like i've been here for majority of like september october i'm feeling like much better but just where you would like to be but it just feels so far like Mm -hmm. how am i gonna get there but all you can do is like just take the power and like do what you can and like Fill your mind and your body with knowledge and wisdom and peace and, like, just begin walking the walk and doing what, literally doing everything that you can in that day. Um, Yeah, and also, how do I, how do I put this question? Because I know I've felt this way, too, and um, I want to know if you guys have, like, felt this ever since, like, you were little, but. I remember, like, every time I would go through something really, really difficult, I always had this, like, little light in me. I'm like, I know there's a better version of me out there. Like, I know this, this isn't me at all. Like, this is not it. And I believe that's, that's what truly gets me through, like, all of my dark points. I'm like, I know there's something there. Like, this is not it. And so, have you guys kind of always had that within you or was that really awakened when you received your diagnosis?
2: I think I've always I mean I've always like had issues almost like with my identity I was always one of those kids that like took on the identity of their peers so like so like I always liked a lot of the things my friends liked you know when I like my first boyfriends I would always like get into the music they liked and like take on their I was always like absorbing everyone else without like presenting to the world like who I was like what my like genuine self was and I'm still honestly I'm still not 100% there like I do, I absolutely do think I'm understanding myself a lot more now especially like maybe in the last five years it's like has been a turning point for me um But yeah, I think I've, I think as well as knowing like there's always something more. I've always been asking myself, "Who am I? What do I want?" And like that is, um, like I didn't go to school. I didn't go to uni. I've definitely kind of just like let life take me. And you know what? Like that hasn't been bad for me. Like, Mm -hmm. like that's that's had that's had some decent results. So there's definitely something. There's definitely something in that, just letting yourself being guided by what happens to you um, and having like faith that it's going to work out in your favor. Um, But yeah, I think that's that's definitely when you ask that question, that's kind of what my head immediately went to was like the the not
1: knowing who I was. Yeah. Wow. That's really interesting and really cathartic to hear, Amy, because Mm -hmm. I'm thinking of our birth charts. So Amy and I have had an amazing astrologer on our podcast, but we opened up our birth charts to each other and Mm. we both have Chiron, which is the wounded healer, which is the name of our podcast in our first house. And that is usually the house of identity. Um, and specifically like when you're younger. So similarly, I've had the experience of where I've become very absorbent of mm-hmm. what's around me and oftentimes will absorb that but I do have that light like I, I totally know what you mean because I like it's in there and where I struggled when I was younger was listening to that light like yeah. I knew it was there but I couldn't really put a voice to my intuition and I think a lot of people struggle with that mm-hmm. um, and I think it just has a lot to do with like growing up in a system where you're meant to listen and not like speak your mind, but only speak when you're told to speak, you know, you raise your hand. And that's not the way intuition works. Intuition doesn't raise its hand to speak. It speaks when it speaks. So for me, that was really dimmed out. And um, yeah, I did a lot to fit in younger. And I grew up with a lot of shame, I think personally. And that's when the light was there the most when I noticed. But like my mom had me at 17 and I grew up in a very affluent area, but we were not affluent. And um, yeah, I lived in a one-bedroom apartment with my mom, slept in the same bed growing up. Um, So it was humble beginnings for sure. Um, But during those times, like going to school and feeling so different, so alienated in a way that like not many of my peers understood um, that light in me felt like I meant for something better than this I always felt that way like this is not how it's always going to be it's going to get better it's going to be better and there were times when it was and there were times when it wasn't to be honest um but no I've always felt that light totally and then recently I've been really working to hear the light more and hear my intuition um but yeah I'm, I'm right with Amy too and I think that's so honest is like I'm not the best version of myself yet. I'm I'm always getting there. I'm always, you know, it's a metamorphosis. Like it's you're constantly shedding layers and you're rebuilding. And, um, and I don't know if there's ever really a place where I'll arrive at, where I'm like, I am my highest self. I don't know if that is in my cards, but, um, as long as I enjoy this journey and I feel that I am, you know, always learning something and bettering myself in some way, I'm okay with that. Um, But the thing I have to say, just like intuitively, it's in me is so Amy and I in the podcast, we always say, remember to let the light in. Um, That's like our, our way of like leaving listeners. And I think this speaks to that light though, because life can get really, really dark. And, you know, I'm saying it's easier to be kind of a victim of your circumstances. And sometimes, sometimes that's just the case. Sometimes you just are. But you have to see the light and you have to remember that there's there's more, there's more here, there's there's more to you, um, which helps kind of pull us out of that or at least reach out to extend that need for more light. And that's the thing. It's kind of like candles, like it's not going to hurt anyone to give you, to relight you, to re-spark you. It doesn't take away from them. Um, so I think it's very important to realize when your light is dimming out and to reach out to people so they can help reignite that
0: oh, thank you guys so much for sharing and even it's so interesting like the couple of things that are coming up for me. I know when I've had a really difficult, you know, last couple months, I, I think everyone does this. It's like I found myself isolating, which is <laughs> so not me. Like I am a very social silly person. I love my friends. Um but Recently, yeah, like even like this weekend, I saw my friends from high school. I was like, "You need to be in community, like community is such a huge emphasis for me, and it made me feel like my true self to be with people that genuinely love me, and I'm sure that is probably so huge for any you know going through any kind of chronic illness journey is finding those in community instead of isolating, and it's so. Funny how we sometimes isolate ourselves, we're like oh, what was me? But it's like we—it's like we literally are all going through. We're all going through it. Like, why do we do yeah. this to ourselves? It's yeah. so downright silly.
1: Yeah. No, that's a really real aspect too. I feel like uh, just of life, but also applicable to my diagnosis is like you sometimes get yourself in these uh mindsets of like there is no one who could possibly know this feeling. Um, that I'm having. And you shut yourself off and you kind of, you know, hibernate for a little bit. And I, I don't know. I feel feel like shutting yourself off and regrounding is a different experience. But when you're shutting yourself off because life has become too overwhelming or it's really hard right now, um, it feels good at first. But like, you're right. In the end, it feels better once you have people around you, like a good community. You don't have to shut yourself off, you know.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. I think feeling as if you're in service to other people can mm-hmm. really help you move past negative negative mindset or just like being in a negative space. But something that takes your attention off of yourself and onto other people um, has mm-hmm. been really powerful for me. Like when I was when I was doing Rheumatoid Girls, that Instagram account. And, like, when I first got it going and, like, people were reaching out to me saying that I was making a difference to them and stuff, that was, like, truly when it, like, really started to turn around for me. And, like, the way I perceived my illness changed and the way I perceived myself changed. It helped with my confidence and a lot. So, yeah, -hmm. I think just making service of other people one of your center pillars of what you're doing with your life I never think it can be bad
1: yeah yeah oh I love that and also like Amy and I have talked about this before but that just brings up for me like when we're of service it can be in any area we're at currently in our lives so if you're a waitress you can be of service by genuinely like if you see someone just express that kindness and if you're someone experiencing that service Express kindness back. And I know that that sounds so silly, but like the world needs more people to be loving and bringing and embodying like courage and compassion into what they do in their everyday lives. We need good bus drivers. We do. Like the world needs that. We need good waitresses, waiters. We, you know, like I, we say this a lot. There's lots of influencers out there and lots of beautiful space as well. But we also need people who are really good and compassionate at what they do in their everyday lives. And I think that that will change, will make great change within communities. So what Amy was saying, it's, it's applicable. And I think it's actually reachable if we are honest with ourselves where we can bring that compassion in instead of holding ourselves to these like unrealistic standards saying like I can only do that when I reach this amount of followers or when I create a YouTube channel or when I, you know create my first song. No, you can, you can do it now. That's the best part.
0: Yeah. So beautiful. And I, I know obviously we've touched on like kind of your journey of, you know, sinking deeper into your intuition, but I, I guess I would love to learn about, and even you can kind of share with the listeners why you believe it is so important to connect with God, with a higher power, with, any kind of divinity that you associate with when you are going through a chronic illness journey,
1: yeah, Amy, do you want to go first?
0: I think um,
2: yeah, I mean firstly, like the number one thing that immediately comes to me is comfort, like that's what I would initially gain, oh, I think that is what I still gain is I love the idea. I know some people feel the absolute opposite to this, but I love the idea of something or someone else like being in control. Mm-hmm. And like, I love just like letting it all go to them or him or whoever you want to say and just being like, you got this, I'm just going to chill here, take care of myself and you guys can take take care of everything else and not be, not put the onus on yourself so much of like, I have to get here. I have to do this. I have to deliver this thing. Um, but just know that it's that it's set out for you and you're like already guarded and protected and everything is like going to work out for you. So that's my initial kind of what I find comfort in, in the universe is like just knowing that it's taking care of me and that I'm protected by it. I think that's yeah especially in relation to the chronic illness and um, mm-hmm. secondary to the being protected it was like um like feeling as if I was like assigned a mission mm-hmm. like from the universe to help other people when I was doing the room when I was doing room girls like I was very much like you gave me this problem so that I could fix it and tell it other people how to fix it too Mm -hmm. and so I think that's what I was yeah I think that's what I was trying to um, do that and I I feel like Janessa probably feels something similar
1: so similar I'm so
0: before uh, I would also love to learn what oh I would love to learn from you Amy and then this can also be a part of of course like when Janessa answers but I would love to learn like when maybe that moment was or if you don't remember that specific moment in those moments of divine comfort like what it's like for this um
2: so I always and I I I don't know if I'm like being crazy but I always feel like the protection of something on my shoulders Mm -hmm. and I feel this like when I'm like lying in bed on my side, like I, I always feel like a presence, like on my. I'm like normally laying on my right side, so I, yeah, I can, I can feel a presence. I when I'm connecting with spirit or God, um, yeah. When I like at the time, like I, it happened in stages. You know, it really happened in stages. Like when I was on a journey, like it started being fed to me. I um got a lot of signs so you know like asking for signs seeing them I think um I think it's called drift I can't remember who one of the like the spiritual teachers calls it driftwood but just seeing the little bits of driftwood Mm -hmm. in your life so when you yeah when you've asked I really remember actually vividly you know like the the white car thing where you would like ask your guides to send you white cars and then you would see them all the time like that I feel like that's like a semi famous experiment but yeah basically I started experimenting with receiving signs and just got them abundantly um yeah and yeah just so little just little spiritual teachers that I would pick up mm-hmm. on I'd just try out their little experiments and then they would always come out as proving big yeah
0: oh damn I love it that you like literally
2: feel um oppressed with you yeah yeah um yeah I definitely do I mean I have I actually channeled a message from my spirit guides before which is like I am like Janessa will tell you like I'm the least like loco person like I really like <laughs> I'm not like this but um that yeah do you not- know gabby bernstein i'm sure you do mm-hmm. alexandra yeah so she had a meditation um which was connecting to your spirit guides and then literally journaled afterwards and the prediction came true like my my spirit guide told me i was going to get a job um and they just specifically described the role that didn't even exist yet in this company nice. and then yeah like six months later i got that job and I literally remember I, like woke up straight in bed like and I was like oh my god I just remembered I had channeled that message like months ago and I looked back in my notebook and there it was there written it's crazy oh, that's my that's my only that's my only time that I've ever actually predicted the future by myself oh, ah. oh my god what the one and only time
0: that's freaking epic
1: mm-hmm. wow huh? I love that I love that Because I just the more and more I get to know Amy, the more and more like I see so many layers and like this one's such an exciting one because totally what Amy's saying is like in the balance of us, she holds me like I picture myself like a kite and she's like a rock similar to my husband. Amy and my husband have such similar energetics where I'm very in the woo and I'm like, and I'm just floating around. But Amy always helps me to recenter reground and so it's super nice to hear her become the kite for a moment i love that
0: so fun i yeah. love that you use that analogy that's the analogy my dad my yeah. dad my dad about the like, kite and the string i'm like for sure i'm a hardcore kite
1: yeah kiting it up
0: yeah okay down down
1: Okay. So, um, all right. So the first question was really around like universe, God, and how that's played into, um, you know, grappling with diagnosis in life. Is that correct?
0: Like pretty much mm-hmm. why you believe it's so important to connect mm-hmm. with God, universe, any kind of divinity, and what that shift was like when yeah. you're like, you know what, I'm actually going to trust in God or trust in a higher power. And if you felt an immediate relief, or you noticed it like a day later or a week later,
1: yeah. Oh boy, yes. Um. All right, let me take you up in the air with this kite right here because we're going somewhere. <laughs> so I, uh, wow, I feel like I am always uh, building upon what I believe to be my experience with the universe or co-creator, um, or God. Um, I'm still figuring out what I like to call it but i believe it's a connection that is fluid and it goes both ways so i believe that when you have more of an intention um and you're able to put it out there speak it to the world the world is able to speak it back to you but one thing that i have found in my lifetime is that um the universe doesn't it doesn't it's not human so it doesn't speak our languages and it actually in my life has presented itself in a different way for example i've always heard this example and i love it it's like asking the universe like please 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 send a piece of cake i want a piece of cake if you're there please send a piece of cake and the universe happens to have you have eggs flour water sugar everything you need to make a cake is there the universe has provided it but still you're like this isn't the cake it is it's just the universe has different ways of speaking So I think once you decode the way that you connect to it, um, it opens life up and it allows you to feel less um, stuck and encapsulated in a body and allows you to feel more of a spirit. So like you're almost beyond your body in that way. Um, Why I think that is so important is because similar to Amy, I also like have this little, I don't know, feeling for me that I did choose this lifetime. And I did choose this body, and I chose these parents for some reason um and I believe my soul decided to embark on this journey to learn whatever lessons it needed to learn and in doing so i I have to remember that means that one time I was connected to that one source that I was plugged into it enough to say, "Hey, send me back in, put me in, coach. Let's go. I need to learn these lessons." so I think it's just so important because. At the end of the day, it's you and yourself, and the deepest connection you can have in this lifetime is with you. And um, a lot of times we defer that to, um, you know, partners, husbands, wives, best friends, and those connections are beautiful and necessary as well. But it, when everything is said and done, and when we decide to leave these bodies, we leave with ourselves. And I want to know myself when I leave my body and that is why it's so important i feel to have a connection to something divine so that you are tethered to something in some way so that you're always a soul not just a body so you're you're with yourself completely i don't know if that made any sense i just let it flow but yeah, that's how i feel it,
0: <laughs> like sense. poetry. i love the part about the cake ingredients like We're so, so right. And I know, I mean, I think we could all kind of, like, we ask our spirit guys for a message and we're like, what? But it's every single time we're like, what? It's because, I mean, we just all know. Like, there's so many reasons. We're in our own way. Like, spirit doesn't lie. Spirit literally can't lie. God literally can't lie. They're just giving us the simple messages. They're giving us the simple steps. It's just us saying no in some form. And us you know resisting doing the work or resisting kind of putting the puzzle pieces together but I love how you put that that was so so beautiful thank you ladies and so a couple more questions what I would love to learn is I guess we've kind of spoken about this but how about let's say maybe like the last like year or so like what has been one of the most joyful experiences or revelations in terms of, you know, your healing journey. Yeah. <sighs> Let me think one sec.
2: You <laughs> have a big question.
0: I'm like, wow, you know,
1: Oh, I think I've got it. I think I've got one that just popped into my brain. I'll just speak it into existence. Um, so I, I think When you're healing, and I think everyone is, whether or not you have a diagnosis, we're all in some way our own co-creators and healers. And um, I think it's easy to get lost and think that healing means you always have to be working towards healing. But another aspect of healing is to just be. So like, can you give yourself the space to just be, to just have a fun night, to not look too in depth, to just be present? Um, and lately I've been embracing that more. And I think that, you know, one of the I personally feel one of the best times of this year. I have a few on hand, but one of them was actually Amy came out for a trip to Yosemite with my husband and I and her um her boyfriend Edward came as well. But a moment I felt so myself was when we were on this road trip and we're all just talking and listening to music on this tiny speaker because my radio was broken and and like we were just living. Like we, we knew where we were going. We didn't have to be there by any particular time. Like the world's going by us and we're we're each just talking about life and just we were just bodies and souls in that car, just experiencing what it was like to be around each other. And it felt it felt so present. I didn't feel I needed to fix anything, mend or anything, or heal anything. I just was there, and so I think that was that
0: was a highlight for me this year. Okay. Yeah, I so, so that. Yeah. I
2: think mine, and this this is because you specifically asked about the last year. Um, but something that's like really become apparent to me in the last year is um is you have to take responsibility for like your own damaging behaviors, and I think so many people still don't do that. And I and it's like there needs to be an acknowledgement of like things are negative and like you can your behaviors can impact people and yourself negatively and like the only person that there is to be accountable for that is yourself and like the beauty of letting go of those behaviors and healing that behavior and what that can open up in your life and the experiences you can have the connections you can have with other people um I just yeah I don't know I really feel like in our And like the zeitgeist of our life, we aren't held accountable, I think, anymore. It's like everything, they're just doing their thing. It's like, no, 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 like they're hurting themselves. They're not just doing their thing. And like, yeah, I think that's that's like a lesson I've definitely taken away from the last year.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, you know what, that just made me think like what we were just talking about. Like we both know we're not at our you know, most evolved selves yeah, and that's okay, because we're, you know, on this journey towards it, is that it? it almost helps to think of, give yourself like a visualization of who in the more near future you'd like to be. Is it more stable? Is it, you know, eating more whole foods? Is it, you know, going out with friends who are authentically aligned with you? And instead of kind of thinking linearly, like, how do I get from here to there? Start to think I'm already there and then write down how you got there because intuitively you know. You know what it takes to get there. That is seeking you as much as you're seeking it. So if you flip the script and say I already have it and start journaling and say how did I get there? That is super powerful. Things will come out of you you didn't know would come out of you and that then can be translated into more of a linear guide for getting there if that's the experience you want. So.
2: And I, and I and like listening to what feels wrong. Like I spent mm-hmm. so much of my life continually doing things which instinctually felt wrong to me, and like mm-hmm. I I knew I didn't want to do it. I like oh. nothing felt good about it. Well, obviously some things felt good about it, but oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like deep down in my bones, I was like, this isn't right. Um, yeah, I think mm-hmm. listening it's just kind of what i said at the beginning but yeah, yeah like not not mm-hmm. ignoring the signs and the signals that your body and that your soul gives you
0: mm-hmm. god ladies it has been such a beautiful potent powerful conversation and i know we are all gonna stay so connected thank you so much for like sharing pieces of your story and um all of that and i'm so excited for my listeners to you and to like hopefully you know like resonate with you in any way and so how can the gorgeous peeps connect with you, find you, work with you? It's mm-hmm. like you work with clients in any way. Yeah.
2: I mean I Amy. don't work with clients. So you will never be able to find me again, thank you. No,
1: I <laughs> think <No. laughs> <No. laughs> Amy just dropped in our lives and out so fast. <laughs> no, no. <laughs>
2: Sponsor. You yeah, yes. so you can um I have um on Instagram I have rheumatoid girls um I don't post all too often but um you can connect with me on there and we um on our podcast the wounded healers we also have an Instagram um which wounded healers podcast mm-hmm. I think is the app um but yeah we obviously we also have our podcast which we release on Shopify and everywhere that you <laughs> Shopify you know, that's what I do for work. Um, spotify um every other friday so you can catch us on there as well
1: definitely yeah
2: Yeah, and Janessa, you, you can actually work with janessa
1: yeah if you are feeling called to speak with me i'd love to get to know you feel free to reach out i'm at the spiritual nutritionist on instagram um and in the bio i also have a link for if you are looking to become a client So I do nutritional coaching essentially, but I do this through the aspect of spirituality. So a lot of what we talked about today. Um, But also if you're not sure about that and you just want to get to know me, just reach out. I want to, I want to see you. I want to know you. (laughs) So just reach out too. Um, But yeah, also Wounded Healers podcast, Amy said it, you know, it's been a light in both of our lives. It's been igniting that light that we try and keep going. So um, we hope to see you there and thank you so much for having us because it has been an honor to be here and I I feel that like all three of us have just flowed and just I feel mm-hmm. full like I know that it's night for Amy but it's day for me and you and um, I'm gonna go into this day just with my cup full of good energy so I'm very excited very yes. grateful
2: and thank you for asking those questions as well because like these mm-hmm. are the, like those kind of questions where you have to really look in to yourself I was like jeez wow yeah <laughs> really had to you know
0: we had to like, dig yeah. deep,
2: thank you for yeah thank you for the way that you mm-hmm. asked these questions that was oh really my god,
0: of course yeah i just like there's nothing worse than like a boring interview yeah yeah, yeah. Not, no, i'm just not a boring person
1: yes um, that's true sure. yes.
0: simply cannot i'm expect. sorry uh, <laughs> no. thank yeah. you so much um hello thank you guys so so much for listening i hope you really resonated with this episode with this podcast and these two women are just absolutely gorgeous i loved connecting with them deeper i loved going back and editing this episode it just made me so so happy and i was taking notes and copying and pasting their quotes and their insight I just adore them. So again, make sure to follow them. Make sure to listen to their beautiful podcast. And soon enough, I will be on their podcast. So stay tuned. I will have all of their links in the show notes to follow them, to work with Janessa and to listen to their podcast. And of course, all of my links to work with me, to follow me and connect with me. I love you all so, so much. And I will see you next time.